Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the La Liga podcast brought to you by La Liga News UK. I'm Alex Hammond and my co-presenter with me today is Regan Walsh and we're going to begin with reviewing the La Liga action from this weekend. The weekend's action got underway in Girona as 7th place Girona welcomed Deportiva La Coruña to the Municipal de Montalivi. The home side took the lead after 21 minutes through Christian Stuani following a free kick which was swung into the box and the initial save shot was saved by Ruben Martinez but Stuani was able to score from close range. Moments later the score could have been level but Florian Andone's shot was saved by Bono. Both sides had chances to score and Girona doubled their lead just before the hour mark as Juan P scored a header from a free kick. Saturday's games began with Ibar hosting Real Madrid. The wayside had to make an early sub before half the half-hour mark as defender Rafael Varane was set forced off after clashing heads early on in the game and the fr- French defender wasn't able to recover. Ten minutes before half-time, Madrid took the lead following a mistake by Aro Bila allowed Modric to pounce on the ball before teeing up Ronaldo to burst into the box and beat Dimitrovic. Five minutes into the second half, the scores were levelled as from a free kick. The ball landed on Ramsey's head who nodded it past Kaylor Navas. Six minutes from time, the points were sealed for Zidane's side, despite Ibar playing better of the two sides. This time, it was another mistake by defender Lyon, who allowed Danny Carvajal to cross the ball to Ronaldo, whose header beat Dimitrovic. Next up, Sevilla played host to Valencia. The home side had shouts for an early penalty for a high four, but they were waved away by the referee. Then Vitolo had his shot saved by the keeper. Valencia then took the lead through Rodrigo Moreno after a crossfield pass found the striker who managed to send his shot past Sergio Rico. Sevilla had several chances to equalise before the break but couldn't find a way past Neto. After the break, again it was Sevilla trying to find a way back into the game but still couldn't level the scores and 22 minutes from time Rodrigo Moreno doubled the lead with a left-footed shot past Rico and sealed all three points for Marcelino's men. Next sees Hatafe play Levante. The host had an early chance to take the lead, but Molina's shot hit the post. The host were the dominant side in the first half, but couldn't find a way past Oya Alazabal. Both sides had chances to score, and it took until the 79th minute for Levante to score, which Koke and Jor scored from a corner. Before the game ended, Koke was sent off for Levante, despite not even stepping foot onto the pitch. Malaga welcomed leaders Barcelona to La Rosalada, who uh, without Lionel Messi, who missed the game due to personal reasons. The way so I took the lead after 15 minutes through Luis Suarez, whose header went past Roberto Jimenez. A little t- over 10 minutes later, Coutinho doubled the lead with a sensational back heel from Adam Bailey pass to find the Brazilian. Moments later, the home side went down to 10 men as Samuel Garcia was shown a straight red card after sending his feet into Jordi Alba's ankles. Both sides had some chances to score, but no more goals were scored in the game, and the result left Barca 11 points ahead of Atletico Madrid. Espanyol came from behind to beat Real Sociedad at the RCDE Stadium. Willian Jose gave the visitors the lead on the brink of half-time, with a composed finish after Duarte slipped, which allowed the Brazilian the time he needed to close in on the Espanyol net. Six minutes into the second half, Espanyol were level and had Sociedad's poor defending to thank, as a lofted ball into the box evaded every defender in red and picked out Leo Baptista who volleyed the ball into the net. Espanyol took the lead from the spot, although Gerard Moreno's initial penalty was saved, he was quick to react to the rebound. Atletico Madrid ran out comfortable 3-0 victors against Celta Vigo at the Wanda Metropolitano. The French ace Antoine Griezmann showed magnificent composure to drag the ball in and out and find the top corner from a corner on the brink of half-time. 
In the second half, Griezmann turned provider for Vitolo, who lifted the ball perfectly over the keeper to double Madrid's lead. And Angel Carrera sealed the three points for the hosts with a calm finish into the corner. Las Palmas' nightmare season continued with a 2-0 defeat against Villarreal. Although they had a couple of fantastic chances to take the lead, it was the visitors who got on the score sheet through Colombian striker Carlos Baca, who smashed the ball into the roof of the net. And in stoppage time, Sansone was brought down in the box by Alex Galvez, who was dismissed, and the Italian dispatched the pen penalty comfortably. Athletic Bilbao recovered from their disappointing midweek Europa League loss against Marseille by comfortably beating Leaganes 2-0 at the San Mamez. Bilbao had the opportunity to score after nine minutes through winger Iñaki Williams, but a minute later though, Bilbao were ahead. A whipped cross from Oscar de Marcos was contested between Coelar and Raul Garcia, but the Leganes keeper found himself in no man's land and Garcia headed the ball into the back of the net. And seven minutes later, Bilbao doubled their lead and it was Raul Garcia again. And again, De Marcos was the provider with a lobbed cross which evaded everybody but Garcia at the far post, whose initial shot was blocked, but the Ligan's defence failed to clear and Garcia smashed a first-time shot past Coelho's near post. And Yaganes had a couple of opportunities to reduce the gap, but Kepa Aritza Balaga made stunning saves, including one from Arabat's attempted Travella and Nabil Elzar's missed header, which should have at least been on target. Real Betis continued their fine season with a comfortable 3-1 victory against Alaves at the Medizorota. Betis were ahead after a fine finish from Moron in the 23rd minute, and although the linesman had his flag up for offside, the referee overruled him and rightly so, as the ball was deemed to have deflected off a Alaves defender. On the brink of half-time, Betis doubled their lead after Xavi Garcia smashed a shot into the roof of the net from a corner. Just past the hour mark, Alaves gave themselves a glimmer of hope as Ruben Sobrino beat the offside trap and was one-on-one -on -one with the keeper and showed great composure to slide the ball past Adan. But Moron sealed the three points for the visitors ten minutes from time with a fine finish off the inside of the post after he as well beat the offside trap. And now we go on to the news and we begin with some news from, outs from around Europe. Um, Messi and Rakitic want Neymar to return to Barcelona. Um, I think the whole reason why Neymar left Barcelona was to sort of be the man he wanted, the to main be man, the star player. Yeah, the star and, player. Uh, get out of, as they said in the press, out of Messi's shadow. But if it's true that, like, that's just confusing because then Messi and Rakitic want him back, but like, why would he? Like, wouldn't they have tried to convince him first, in the first place, to try and get him to stay? Because, I mean, if they want him back, it would either have... It wouldn't happen this summer because PSG wouldn't let it happen. So it would have to happen in, like, a season or two for it to happen. So... It seems, <coughs> seems like Neymar sort of shot himself in the foot a bit. Mm. Um, because he is the star man at PSG. He's yeah. the main man in Liga and as well, giving Liga the advertisement. Yeah. Um and the prestige that they want but from a personal point of footballing perspective um it it's not quite on La Liga's level no it's um, definitely not and i think that um he didn't really think of it long term um the sort of sacrifices that he would be making yeah um to want to get that sort of onto the next level but I don't think that PSG are the club to take him to the next level 
No, I mean, if he is wanting to become like a Ballon d'Or winner, I mean, yes, he does have to. He did have to leave Barcelona to achieve that because it's always going to be Messi being the main man there. But if he went to a different club, I mean, again, excluding Real Madrid because of Ronaldo, then anywhere else in the world it would have worked. So maybe that's, I feel like that's the main reason why he left uh, Barcelona is because he wanted a chance at winning a Ballon d'Or. Mm. But if he does go back to Barca, he's, he's going to go back under to being that guy under Lionel Messi. But he'll maybe be enjoying his football a bit more, so to say. Well, yeah. Um, Andre Gomez has struggled at Barcelona, has to be said. Mm-hmm. Um, and he claims that he is ashamed to leave his own home. Um, a couple of seasons ago, when I was watching Valencia in their stars, in probably one of the best seasons they'd ever had, yeah. um, Andre Gomez was one of the star players, along with the likes of Cancelo. Mm. Um you know, they both moved away from Valencia, um, Cancelo now at um, Inter Milan. And um, Gomez struggles to find his feet at Barcelona, but as Busquets said, they're all trying to support him. Yeah. But what does, he need to, what does he need to do to cement a place in the Barcelona team or just to find a bit of confidence? I think um, he needs maybe a couple of games. I feel, give him, uh, I think there's about... Eight game, eight to ten games left of this season. So if you give give him like just over half, I feel like he can then s- start to feel more comfortable. But um, I just think the whole time he's been there, he hasn't really been given that much playing time. And uh, when he was first at Valencia, uh, he was linked with, um, before he moved to Barcelona. He was linked with a move to Man United, and I thought mm. it, during that season at Valencia, he was absolutely amazing. So I would have happily taken him. At Man United, but I just I don't know. I f- when he moved to Barcelona, it felt like a strange move on the whole because they have uh, Busquets, they have Iniesta. I think at the time Xavi might have still been there. They've got Rakitic, so he was always going to be down the pecking order. So it's all it was always going to be hard for him to get game time, and I just don't think he's been able to move up. Whilst some uh, Xavi's moved on, they haven't. Be, he hasn't been able to move himself up. Whether that's just because he hasn't felt like embedded in the team, mm. or it's just personal confidence. I think as well, um, he'll get. He should get a few games towards the end of the season because Barcelona will have um, maybe secured the La Liga title mm. a few games in advance, so they'll be able to play some of the. Uh, yeah. Some of the. Um, weaker players weaker inverted commas Mm. players Um, all the news seems to be about Barcelona right now they've officially signed uh, Arthur from Gremio Mm -hmm. Um, seems like a a skillful little player yeah from Um, what I've seen of him he does look really good I mean he's yes it's quite hard to say whether he actually will become good because obviously it's the Brazilian league Mm. and all like top players before, or what are top players now like so Neymar uh, Willy and mm. um, oh, I've forgotten his name now but so, uh, Gabriel Jesus yeah they were all outstanding in the Brazilian league and then they've been able to pass it on into uh, their four go on league so mm. it's promising for him but at the same time just linking that back to the same story we just said 
when he does come in in the summer, he's also a midfielder, I believe. Mm. So that means Gomez is going to get even less time. So I've got a feeling he might move on in this Maybe, summer. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but yeah, looking at things uh, for Barcelona, it's all good uh, with that signing. Uh, they've paid, I believe, 30 million uh, euros plus 9 million in add-on fees. So I think... For an unproven player, that could be uh, that could quite be a lot of money. A, it looks like it could be like a bargain of a deal mm. in maybe in a couple of years' time because he could come to be worth like double their value, if not triple the value in Definitely. a couple of years' time. Um, and reports claim that Barcelona currently hold an agreement for the transfer of uh, Griezmann. This is one that we've heard a while. Yeah. Um, it, it seems to be one that's, that's since you know Barcelona and you know Griezmann's dad and mm. Griezmann have held talks together. Um, it seems like it's happening. Um, I think it. I think it will probably happen. Yeah. Um, do you think? Because obviously Barcelona signed Coutinho and he's playing on the left wing mm-hmm. for them now. D- would would could that be seen as a sort of a short term filler until Griezmann? Because we imagine Griezmann would fill out that left wing spot oh, yeah, and maybe would do. Coutinho would come back into the sort of central attacking midfielder role for Barcelona. Yeah. Um, do you think that would suit Griezmann? Um, I mean, moving to Barcelona for anyone is always going to be a good step for your career. Mm. Personally, I don't know whether it would be a good move considering the players they've got. Um, I feel like I kind of feel like he plays a bit of different style of football to the way they play. Uh, but I mean, it would be a great move for Griezmann. And again, if that does mean he goes out wide. Suarez in the middle, Messi out right, or even yeah. Dembele, should I say. Oh, yeah, I've completely forgot about Dembele. Because that means, That's if he goes, that means they can have uh, Griezmann left, Suarez middle, Dembele right, Messi in behind, and then a midfielder, Busquets, Coutinho. Or Messi on the right and Dembele yeah. on the bench. Yeah. which is uh, Well, that would probably be the more likely, I mm-hmm. reckon, at this stage. But, I mean... That that's some ins- that's some good quality squad depth. That is incredible st- uh, squad depth. So just imagine the things that they could do uh, next season. I yeah. mean, they're doing really well this season in La Liga Barca. So just imagine with Griezmann and uh, or maybe one or two more players mm-hmm. coming in in the summer. That could be a really strong Barcelona team. Maybe one of the strongest we've seen in the last uh, yeah. few years. Um, Real Madrid have a new target, but it's not who you think. It's a bit of a surprise one reading this. It's Arsenal's Reese Nelson. I've heard good things about this lad. Um, he's played on a couple of occasions for Arsenal this season, and he's looked yeah. very, very direct, yeah. very fearless. Mm. Seems to seems to be a lad full of confidence. Yeah, he definitely does. But uh, I don't know. This just seems like a very strange move that has came out of nowhere personally I think it's just uh, it would be a good move for the kid but I don't know again is is it one of those that's the right move would he get much game time or would he not play at all or could be a bit like a an Odegaard situation sign yeah. him loan yeah, him out, out for, for a couple of seasons and then we assess the situation when he gets back but mm. but no Madrid have that youth set up they have a lot of young players waiting mm, I mean, um I've had a couple come through this season um, with Moyaral and uh, I think it's Hatchik. 
Mm. Uh, them two have came through and done well for uh, Real Madrid this season. So maybe if he if he's either in uh, the Castilla team or he does move out on loan, then like you said with Martin Odegaard, give him a couple of years and then they can assess him. Yeah. So that's what uh, the potential for that move. At the same time, I feel like it could be a bad move for him because like look what Martin Odegaard does now. I mean he's playing. In the Dutch league with yeah, Herenveen, yeah. so and he hasn't really, uh, he's barely got the game time at Madrid. I mean, yes, he's still young and that, but it it's one of them that like it's a big move, mm. but at the same time, you could just ruin your career. Yeah, so I, I remember like him being, you know, sort of labelled as the best yeah. young player in the the next big thing. Yeah, and then I mean, just look at all the players that have come through since then. We've had. Uh, the likes of Marcus Rashford, Gabriel Jesus. Um, I can't think of any more. No, but minute, there but have there, been. There's been a lot yeah. more young Mbappe players. Mbappe as well. And Kylian Mbappe, the prime example of younger players coming through and then actually doing well. So I feel like uh, this move. I feel like Reese Nelson maybe should stick at Arsenal for mm-hmm. maybe like another year or two and try and get more uh, first team game time. Yeah, and then. That allows Real Madrid to then make a, an assertive decision on whether he should move to uh, them. Yeah, um, and finally for the news, um, SCA Garitano is set to replace the Gander Athletic Bilbao next season. Bilbao have had a terrible season so far, mm. and I think that to their standards, you know, it's not been good enough. And I think they need to change their manager right now. Yeah, uh, it's definitely one that. Phil Bilbao, it hasn't been the best of seasons considering how well they've done over recent years and I feel like it is uh, a managerial replacement that is needed sooner mm-hmm. rather than later because exactly. I mean if worse comes to the worst like if uh, the manager was to stay further than he actually was then they could end up uh, struggling for uh, staying in La Liga mm. next season so. that would be a tremendous shame um, we're going to end the news now, we're going to have a little discussion about tonight's Champions League encounter between Barcelona and Chelsea. Right. Um, what do you... What can we expect? Messi, I mm-hmm. think, he is going to run the show Definitely. again. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a lot... Because uh, the first tie at uh, Stamford Bridge, it was a lot harder for Messi to try and do things mm-hmm. where at the new Camp, Barcelona can play their type of football because I feel like the pitch is more... Pitch is a lot wider. wider than it is at Stamford Bridge, so they, Barcelona can play their expansive type mm. of football. I think as well, in the first leg, Chelsea shot themselves in the foot with conceding that goal because it did ultimately come from a defensive error yeah, it did. Um, after giving the ball away in their own third. Mm. But um, no, I I think that Barcelona will dominate the possession. They yeah. tend to always do that. Mm. At home, they are near impossible to be beaten. They know how to, you know... They know how to, you know, sort of grind out these games, but they're not going to mm. grind out the game. They're going to go for the win. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be one. Maybe the first 15, 20 minutes is going to be close and uh, tightly competitive. Uh, but I feel like after a while, then uh, Barcelona are just going to come out and then put Chelsea in their place. Considering Chelsea recently, their last couple of games, uh, not, not done too well. They haven't done too well, and they're not playing the type of football that uh, they were playing last season so I feel like it's going to be one for Barcelona to go out and Mm. actually get the win 
with Chelsea as well with the attacking options they have they have Hazard Pedro Willian etc but I think in the centre whether they go for Morata or Giroud or play Hazard as a false I think they'll have to play they want to play Giroud because of his physicality but against Barcelona the, the physicality isn't a problem because no. they've got Umtiti and PK. Yeah, I feel like it, it could be the one for uh, a game for Morata but at the same time, I feel like it wouldn't because the Barcelona defenders will know him really well from his mm. time at uh, Real Madrid. So I feel like that could hamper Morata's chances of starting tonight. I definitely don't think they should go with Hazard as the false nine because if you just look back to that game um, the other week... He was uh, barely involved there. He was barely he was involved. shut out he, he completely. He was just... It was The game was crying out for Giroud or Morata to mm-hmm. come on. They didn't, they didn't have a someone to exploit or a sort of a um, an outlet if yeah. you will and I feel like Giroud although he's not like the best of strikers out there he offers something more different, than yeah. different to what Hazard and Morata would offer in this game yeah so we end on the predictions as usual um, we're going to end on the Champions League uh, fixture and maybe the Europa League fixture as well um, but as usual we're going to begin with the uh, La Liga action uh, this upcoming weekend and we start with Levante against Ibar what have you gone for for that? I've gone for a Ibar 2-0 victory there I've gone for an Ibar 1-0 victory um, next up we have Deportivo against Las Palmas um, I think Las Palmas this season have been one of the worst sides La Liga has seen in a while yeah definitely they've been so so poor um, surprising as well considering how well last season they were doing um, well they were doing fairly well last season um, yeah. but I've gone for a, I've gone for a uh, nil-nil draw yeah I've had to agree with you there both sides aren't in good form and uh, yeah I think he's got nil-nil written all over this yeah um, Valencia against Alaves um Valencia performed really well against uh, Sevilla um, and Alaves away from home they're just not not quite there yet um, I've gone for a 3-0 comfortable victory for Valencia interesting I've gone for a uh, 2-1 Valencia win okay uh, Sociedad against Hitafe. Um Sociedad at the Anueta they're just I find they're quite strong at home um, so I've gone for a 2-0 victory I've gone the exact same <laughs> um Betis against Espanyol. This is a very interesting one because both sides have had a surprising season. Mm. Um, but Betis, for me, um, have the better quality players, the likes of Guardado and uh, Budabuz yeah. um, stand out. Uh, I've gone for a 3-0 Betis victory. I've gone for a 2-2 draw. Yeah, 2-2. I think it's going to be a really good game. Um Uganes, um they host Sevilla. Um uh two 0 Sevilla, easy victory I think. No I've such no such thing as an easy victory we always say, but I think yeah. this will be a comfortable. I've gone for a uh two one uh Sevilla victory. Um Barcelona against Bilbao. Um if Messi is to play in this one, because Messi always loves playing against Bilbao with all the worldies that he's scored against them. Mm-hmm. Um I've gone for a 3-1 Barcelona victory. Um, I'm going to go with a 3-0 Barcelona victory. I think uh, Barca are just too strong this season and I can't see uh, Bilbao scoring. Okay. Um, Celta Vigo against Malaga. I've gone for a 2-0 Celta Vigo. Uh, 
I think this is going to... Yeah, I'll have to agree with you there. Celta Vigo are doing a lot better than uh, I think most people would have expected this season. And uh, Malaga, again, then they've been poor this season. So, yeah, I'm going to go with a 3-0 Malaga... Uh, Celta Vigo win, sorry. Yeah. Um, and then the penultimate, um, the yellow submarine Villarreal against um, Atletico Madrid. Um, I've gone for a 3-1 Madrid victory. Uh, I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. 3-1 Madrid. Um, like a good uh, result for them. Definitely. Um, and then finally we have Real Madrid against Girona. Um, easy victory for Real Madrid. Uh, I'm going to go 4-0. Um, that's actually quite interesting, I think, uh, for this weekend. Um... I don't know whether it will be such a big scoreline. Uh, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with three-one Real Madrid. Oh, Girona to score. That's an yeah. interesting one. Um, and then we have the two. I think it's the two um, European fixtures. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with um, Champions League one for tonight. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be Barcelona against Chelsea. It's yeah. one all. So yeah. Barcelona have the away goal. Um, Messi was rested uh, this weekend. Well, mm-hmm. he was left out because of the birth of his son. Um, his son. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, he will be fresh against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, at home, Barcelona are going to have you know the ball. They're going to have Chelsea running around the yeah. pitch. Um, I'm going to go for a two-nil Barcelona victory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chelsea's recent games, they've just been uh, quite poor. Mm -hmm. Uh, The game against Man City and uh, Man United recently. And um, who did they play at the weekend? Chelsea. Palace. Yeah. And they just about beat them. So I'm going to have to say, uh, I'm going to side with you. I'm going to go with 2-1. Barcelona, so which will still mean make them progress. progress yeah, yeah. Um, and then finally the um, Europa League fixture. This um, it's Bilbao against my, my French hometown Marseille. Um, How are you siding in this one? Because I know you're a Bilbao fan. Yeah, and a Marseille, Marseille at heart. I'd, I'd say more Marseille, but right. even from even from a footballing point of view, uh, Bilbao got beaten three-one mm-hmm. um, in the first leg. Right. Um, Marseille at the moment, they're just really they're doing quite well in the league. They're third around there. Mm. Um, I mean, to be fair though, the French league. Yeah, the French league is that the French much league. Yeah. Competition. I mean, you can see PSG dominating that, run away with the league by like twenty points. And then you got Monaco and Marseille, so there's not really much else competition in of that league. Of course, yeah. So, but I think in terms of player quality, you have the likes of Payet, and then you've got Germain, mm. um, Tulvan as well. Yeah, uh, Mandanda. Yeah, um, and some youngsters as well, Maxime Lopez and Marvi, players like that. I think, um, I think this will be a good one. Marseille, you know, I think they'll control the game. Mm. Med- Bilbao don't exactly have the reputation of, you know, scoring three or four goals. Yeah. You know, so I think um, because if they're con- if they're going to play Andres up front, which they they have to pretty much, mm-hmm. the service is going to have to be perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but I think with um, Marseille having the experience of Rolando mm. and Adil Rami as well, 
and Mandanda in goal. Yeah. I think they'll they'll manage to control it, and I think they'll also come away with a one nil, two nil victory. Uh, it's quite tough this one because, I mean, Bilbao are gonna have to come out and attack and uh, yeah. try and get her goals because they would need a 2-0 victory at least just to send it to yeah, extra exactly. time. So they're going to have to come out of the blocks where Marseille can theoretically just park the bus park the bus and play for like a 0-0 draw and yeah. go through or even a 1-0 victory. So uh, in that instance, I'm going to go with a 2-1 Marseille win. Okay. Uh, that's all we have time for for this week. Uh, thank you very much, Regan, for being with me again. Um Mm-hmm. It'll be Campbell and Co. I imagine for next time as well. Yep. Um, we stay tuned as well because we are uh, in the process of coming up with a very um, interesting, and I think it will be a very, um, a very fun um, concept. Um, so stay tuned for that. We're going to trial it this week, I think, and then hopefully um, it will be able to continue to officially be launched in the upcoming weeks yes um but you can check out our twitter um and also the podcasts will be uploaded onto our youtube channel Mm -hmm. um but other than that it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me and we'll see you in a couple of weeks time